Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. show a Lugauer giant fans my fellow giant fans we're looking at this all wrong we are looking at the Daniel Jones situation completely wrong we're getting too tied up and too worried about how much money he's looking for how much money he's reported to be looking for does this report does that report bottom line is this dude wants to get paid dude wants the dough dude wants to scratch he wants the boxes of ZD he wants to get paid and we're trying to figure out do we franchise tag him do we give him 45 mil a year if that's what he wants? Do we give him 190 million over five years? Don't worry about that stuff. Bottom line is this. You sign him to a contract this year, right? He signs for like five, six years. The contract's going to look good in a couple years. Here's why. Daniel Jones, we have not seen the best of this dude. We haven't. Bottom line. I believe that. In every ounce of fiber, I believe it. Because I believe in the head coach. I believe in the marriage of Brian Dable and Daniel Jones. You saw it last year. Your eyes did not deceive you. Daniel Jones was healthy. Daniel Jones cut down on the turnovers. Daniel Jones won a playoff game. Daniel Jones, dude, bald, deserved his flowers, dominated the Vikings at times. Daniel Jones has elite skills, particularly when he starts running, right? He is up there with some of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL. He's improved in the pocket. He's cut down on the turnovers. And he did all of this, no disrespect, with one of, if not the weakest, wide receiver core in all football. That's what he did. That's why he's trending up. So don't get all caught up and worried and flabbergasted about what he reportedly wants per year. Bottom line is this. I trust the brain trust with the Giants. Shane, Dable, the ownership. They are now back in the circle of trust. They lost it. The Giants, for the last, you know, not last year, but before that, we all know that. They were in disarray. They had become the Jets. They couldn't figure out a coach. They couldn't figure out a GM. It was a disaster. They righted the ship. The Giants are back to being the Giants again. A functioning organization, a playoff team, and a team, yes, that needs to level up. 
And in order to level up, they have to improve. We know that. We know the Giants are not where they ultimately need to be to get back to a Super Bowl, to get back to winning a Super Bowl. But I fully believe we have the quarterback to get us there. I fully believe we have the head coach to get us there. We just need to improve the team. And I understand, hey, if we spend all our money on Daniel Jones, how do we improve the team? First of all, it's not going to happen. The Giants are not going to do that. They're going to put themselves in a situation where they're going to have extra money to spend on other players. And it's cliche, I get it, but you win in this league by building your team through the draft, which the Giants can do. I love the direction of this franchise. I don't want to start over. I don't want to bring in Ryan Tannehill. I don't want to bring in Baker Mayfield. I don't want Lamar Jackson. I don't want to start Tyrod Taylor and then draft a quarterback you know, next year, something ridiculous like that. I fully believe that I have my quarterback, and I fully believe I have my coach. I love the marriage. I want to see them grow old together. That's what I want, and that's what all Giant fans should want. Like how quickly we forget the team for years. It felt like forever. From the boat game and that boat trip until last year felt like an eternity. But everything fell back to being like the giant football that we've grown up watching. Right? One of the proud franchises in the NFL. One of the best franchises in the NFL. It felt like that last year. A year where we had no expectations. Zero. And I'll be the first to admit... I didn't want Daniel Jones. I didn't want him when we drafted him. I went into last year saying, best case scenario, best case for the Giants. They win a couple games, Jones is gone, and they draft a quarterback. Well, guess what? I was wrong. I was wrong. Because I had not seen, I saw the Daniel Jones under horrible head coaches. Last year, and Hurt and all that other stuff. Last year, I got to see the tip of the iceberg of Daniel Jones Under a good head coach. One year. That's it. In the NFL, you want consistency at head coach and quarterback. If you have both of those things. Now, I am not comparing them. I'm not saying this, but I will throw this out there. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I am not calling Dable Andy Reid. I'm not calling Daniel Jones Patrick Mahomes. I'm only pointing out an example. When you have both there and you have that marriage, you can win year after year after year. When you don't, and you're, I don't know, let me think, the Jets, you don't win. You have to be consistent at both. We have the coach, we have the quarterback. We need to make sure they grow old together. Daniel Jones has the skill sets to be a very, very good quarterback in the NFL. The Giants have pieces on defense that makes me think they can be an elite defense. I think they still need a few more guys on the defensive line because you can't have enough. They certainly need help in the secondary. There are pieces to fill, no doubt. And to me, when you look up and you see the Eagles and you see the Cowboys and you see two of the class, not only your, your division, but of the entire NFC, we're not on that level. But we could get there. And it starts with the coach and the quarterback. And that's why they have to keep him intact. Because we have not seen the best of Daniel Jones. And we're not paying for the ghost of Christmas past. We are paying for the ghost of Christmas future. We are paying for what we are going to see from Daniel Jones. Look what he did last year. One year. 
under Brian Dable with no wide receivers. Right? Look what he did. Look what he was able to do. Now, all of a sudden, you get some wide receivers around him. You build the team. Just think what Daniel Jones could do. There's no reason. There were people that wanted Jalen Hurts out of the league. They didn't think he could play. All of a sudden, you surround him with dogs, with dudes, and look what happened. He almost won an MVP. He almost won the Super Bowl and went blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes, who's the best. That's what happened. So why can't Daniel Jones, in the same scenario, you get the receivers around him, take that same exact step as Jalen Hurts? How could you sit here and say that? That's not possible. When you look at Daniel Jones, his progression in one year, and his skill set. There is no doubt in my mind, if you get the right guys around this dude, he can take that step just like Jalen Hurts did. Get this guy here. Figure it out. I got my coach. I got my quarterback. I want them here. Both of them. 5, 10, whatever years. And I want to see them develop together. I want to see this giant team. I love the steps they took last year. And I want to see it continue. I don't want to start over. I don't want to move to the side. I want Daniel freaking Jones as my quarterback. And I'm not going to get nuts and worried about reports about how much money he wants or how it's going to hurt the cap or all this other crap that you guys as fans and us as fans should not concern ourselves with. Figure it out. Joe Shane will figure it out. Daniel Jones and his agents will figure it out. And they will come to an agreement likely where they meet in the middle and the Giants are going to be just fine. But any Giant fan that's ready to move on, I mean, the guy, the guy had a good season and won a playoff game and had very little to work with and progressed and is trending upwards. Yeah, if you caught me over the summer, of course, I would have said it's time to move on from Daniel Jones. And yeah, if you caught me on draft night, I was not happy with the pick. I thought the Giants had other needs. I thought they could draft a quarterback later. I wanted to build up the defense. And what I saw early on in Daniel Jones' career, it only strengthened my argument. Well, when you look at it now and you go, to be fair, he was injured. He had horrible head coaches. They were constantly changing coordinators. All that stuff that can ruin a young quarterback. And once you got Brian Dable in here, all of a sudden, we started seeing a different Daniel Jones. And it's only the beginning. Don't let this guy walk. I'm telling you, don't, don't let him. And I think ultimately he'll stay because I do think that the Giants need Daniel Jones and the Daniel Jones needs the Giants. I, I, I fully believe that. I'm not worried at all. All I'm saying is, number one, don't get caught up in the money because ultimately I think it'll all work out. And number two, Daniel Jones is on the uptick. He is. The best is yet to come. He has the skill set for the modern game. He's good in the pocket. He can throw the deep ball. He can use his legs as good as anyone in the NFL. That's what we have at quarterback, and that's the guy I want to be here. That's what I want. Because consistency, consistency is what wins in the NFL. That's what it takes. And you have it now. And Giant fans, I think, are just getting caught up too much in reports and whether he's really asking for 45 mil a year and how much we want to pay him and all that stuff, that's crap, that's nonsense. Don't worry about it. Let's focus on the player. Let's focus on the situation last year. This guy, Daniel Jones, good year, got the Giants into the playoffs, won a playoff game, dominated in that playoff game with very little to work with on offense. That's what he did. So just dream and just imagine what he can do if you get. 
Obviously, he's not available. But if you got an A.J. Brown around him, if you got a Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, you draft a good wide receiver, or you hope you drafted a good wide receiver. Just imagine what the Giants would have with Daniel Jones. It's time to start believing in this guy because he proved it last year. And again, you're not paying for what you've seen. You're paying for what you are going to see. And the future is bright for the Giants. It is. They are in good hands. They figured it out. Yeah, they went through the ringer, no doubt. And it was sad, and it was pathetic, and it was frankly embarrassing for the Giants. Pre-Dable. It was. There's no other way to sugarcoat it. They became a, la- a laughing stock. But no longer. They're back. In fact, my fellow Giant fans, I want you to put the word out that we're back up. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer, Lugie here. Extended Bridge Show, Lugauer. Lots to get to today. Aaron Rodgers is done hanging out with Frodo Baggins. He's out of his cave. Has he made a decision? What's going on with Derek Carr? Basketball is back tonight. I have become something that I have mocked for years. I'll get into that. And there's a, a list I saw as a Met fan that is aggravating me. And I will get into that in a little bit as well. 877-337-6666. Get into all of it after the break. 653 here on the fan in New York City. Tommy Lugauer, Lugie here on an extended bridge show. A Lugauer. Aaron Rodgers has returned from Fantasia where he was riding around on a flying dog. But has he made his decision? Here's the bottom line. Here's the dirty little secret. He already knows. He already knew going in. Jet fans, I'm sorry to disappoint you. It's a dog and pony show. This entire thing is an attention grab. He is not. He is not, I repeat, he is not going to end up with the Jets. I'm sorry. The Packers are going to retain their quarterback here. He's not leaving. If you saw the story earlier in the week, the Packers have raised ticket prices. Like, why would they do that? If you're a business, if you're running the Packers, and I know, like, they have about 800 people that, you know, run the team. And I know I just made that number up and I butchered it. I, I realize that. Why the hell... Would they raise ticket prices if the multiple-time MVP, Super Bowl winner, Hall of Fame quarterback is leaving? Aaron Rodgers wanted the attention. He drools the attention. He loves the attention. He loves when he's on McAfee. He says a bunch of different things about his theories about time, space, and whatever, you know, the time-space continual model or whatever the hell they call it. He loves that stuff. He loves that it goes viral. He loves that people are watching his every move. The dude could have just went into the darkness, into isolation. He could have called Gandalf up on the phone and says, I need to meet you in Middle Earth, and I can sit here for four hours or four days or 17 weeks in silence, in the darkness. He could have just did that. No, no, no. He went out and announced that he was doing that. So we're all sitting there in bated breath as this guy emerges from the shadows. And Jet fans, who are beyond desperate, They are beyond desperate. They're sitting by the phone all night hoping he calls. They are desperate for a quarterback. So they're sitting there with basically their tongue hanging out, praying, hoping, wishing, wanting for Aaron Rodgers to pick them. He's not. He's going to stay with Green Bay. Now, you look towards your second option. He's sitting right there. Derek Carr, good quarterback, will get you in the playoffs. Stable, will be there, plays. You'll be in the mix. But I I hate to break it to you. This Aaron Rodgers thing always felt like a pipe dream and is now a pipe dream. The more I think about it, the more I see it, this all just becomes like this big nonsense circus dog and pony show. And I'm sorry, you deserve better. I know you've been through the ringer. You can't say Jet fan without long and suffering in front of it. I apologize. On behalf of Aaron Rodgers, I apologize. It sucks. It's not happening. 877-337-6666. 
Tommy Lugauer, Lugie here on an extended bridge show. A Lugauer. There's something I saw today, a list. And I understand that these, uh, you know, uh, outlets or whatever, they make these lists, to, you know, for people like me to get pissed off when they read them. But I saw it. It had to do with the Mets and the Yankees, and it ticked me off. We'll get into that. We'll break. Axe got an update. We'll get more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You after this. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The ball game is over, and Shea Stadium will close its doors for the final time this afternoon. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go here. All right. 703 on The Fan in New York City. Tommy Lugauer, Lugie, here on an extended bridge show. A Lugauer. And that was a, a great setup there by Paulie in the ID because I do want to talk a little bit about the Mets. 
And if you heard my show last week or if you talk to me, you see me in the street, you know this. I'm not one of these people. I'm not like Evan, uh, who is. Well, Big Mac, frankly. Both of these idiots are sitting here watching, you know, spring training baseball today to watch, you know, the pitch clock. And they're screaming and yelling about the pitch clock. Or there's, you know, 4,000, 5,000 people watch the Mets, you know, inner squad game today. Or there's, you know, three people on Mars that watch the Yankees simulated game or whatever the hell's going on here. I don't care. I really don't. All that matters to me with spring training is, is everybody healthy? Is everybody going to get back here safe and sound? That's all I care about. Get me to opening day. Evan used the word like, oh, I hate, you know, because I think the first televised Mets spring training game is tomorrow. And he used the word, there are people desperate to watch baseball. Let me just tell you something right now. If you are desperate to watch a spring training game on a Saturday night, I, I, I advise you to try to figure out some way to get a life. That's it. I'm not trying to be mean. You got to do something better than watching a spring training. No disrespect. You know, like watch it. Yeah, SNY's a partner. Everybody watch. But in reality, like, give me a freaking break. Like, <laughs> like, you can't get nuts with this stuff because only bad things can happen, right? You can watch a player get hurt. Something could drive you nuts. It doesn't count in the win column. It doesn't matter. All right, so that gets me to my next points because this is not going to be about spring training, but it is going to be about the Mets. It is going to be about the Yankees. Now, normally I pay zero attention to these dopey lists that people put out, you know, the top 100 players in baseball or like, you know, Rolling Stones did that thing where they did the top 200 singers of all time. And let me just tell you something right now. We're not going to do the singing thing, but the idea that they did a list of the top 200 singers of all time and Jennifer Hudson is not on it, and Taylor Swift is, is embarrassing. Okay, I digress. That's going to piss a lot of people off. We move on to this. MLB Network did a list. Top 100 players in baseball. Two teams were at the very top with eight players. Number one are the Astros, deservedly so. And they have eight. And there's another team with eight. I'll give you a hint. They play in this town. And it's not the Yankees. It's the freaking Mets. Okay. By the way, the Yankees had six. This is a brave new world for Met fans. I'm one of them. Huge Met fan. They're my favorite team. This is a brave new world that we live in right now. We are not used to this. But get used to it. Because this is going to be life in the Steve Cohen era. This is where the Mets are going to be. They are often going to be at the top of these lists. They are oftentimes going to be right around with the betting favorites. They are now swimming in the deep end, shark-infested water. That's where they are. The expectations are through the roof. People around baseball, baseball people, expect big things from the Mets with the payroll, with Steve Cohen at the top. This is what they expect. The new evil empire. Met fans, search your feelings. You know it to be true. Now, it's going to be uncomfortable for a lot of us. I think if you're a younger Met fan, you know what I mean, 21, 22, 23, whatever, and younger... And you haven't been there for all the really bad years, the Wilpon years. You're maybe a little too young. and it's. But if you're like me, 37 and up, you've seen the bad stuff. But you got to shake that off because it's a brave new world. The Mets are in a different class right now. Now, what's the thing with the Spider-Man uh, line? With great responsibility comes great power. I completely and utterly butchered that. My apologies to the late Stan Lee. My apologies to Marvel. I totally screwed that up. The, I, the point is this. The Mets are in a situation now where they have to deliver. Do they have to deliver this season? Not necessarily. But they are in a spot right now, and they will always be in the spot where when Steve Cohen is the owner of this team, as long as he's the owner, and he's going to spend and spend and spend and do whatever it takes to win, they got to win. 
They got to deliver. Because, number one, we're all going to be friggin' aggravated. We're already, it's already in our DNA to be annoyed anyway. And number two, we are going to be mocked. Not just by Yankee fans. And by the way, if I'm a Yankee fan, and I understand they do these lists to make people mad and to get people like me to scream about it, I understand that. But if I'm a Yankee fan and I'm sitting there and I have six guys in the top 100, and I look up and I see the Astros with eight, okay, they own us, we can't beat them, I get that. But I look up and I go, well, hold on a second. We're the freaking New York Yankees. We have Aaron Judge. We're the top dogs. We run this town. And we have six. And the Mets have eight. Hold on a second. So that gives you that fodder. If you're a Yankee fan, that gives you that little bit where, hey, if the Mets fall flat on their face again at the end of the year, doesn't matter what the Yankees do. Take that out of it. They win the World Series. Forget about it. But if, even if they don't, that allows those savvy Yankee fans in the world of social media, on Twitter, whatever, to circle back to this and check because you're going to see it now because the month of March is all about predictions, right? It's all about the predictions of baseball. You watch. You're going to see a lot of Mets. You're going to see a lot of Mets winning the World Series. They are going to save those receipts, and it's going to get shoved back in our face. Loogie, who cares? Well, frankly, I do, for one, and I'm sure a lot of Mets fans care. But that comes, right? Heavy lies the crown. You want to be here? We wanted an owner to spend for years for years with the Wilpons, they shopped on the clearance rack. We were a big market team in a big market, but we didn't act like it. And it was frustrating. And it drove us nuts because the resources were there to win. But it wasn't put into the team, and we know the whole story there. Now, you have Steve Cohen with all his money, with his ego, a guy who basically says, throw whatever tax, throw whatever rule, do whatever the heck you want to do, I'm going to drive right over it. Because the Mets are going to, and we throw it around, run the town, win the World Series, whatever the hell words you want to throw out there and phrases. That's what he wants. And he's got the resources to get it done. Now, you got to deliver on the field, right? You know, a $20 bill is not going to go out there and pitch, you know, game seven. We know that. The players got to do it. And the Mets have a really, really good team. And I know a lot of Mets fans are feeling like, well, they're running it back. Well, they're running back a team that won over 100 games. Yeah, they didn't deliver at the end. We know that. And there are other teams in the National League, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Phillies, to just name a few, that are going to be in the Mets' way. We know that. But they spent a lot of money to keep that team on the field. And they added Verlander. Now, you know how I feel about the Verlander-DeGrom situation. We don't have eight hours tonight to yell and scream about it. But this is where we're at as Mets fans. And this is something that we are going to have to get used to as long as Steve Cohen owns the Mets. The Mets are going to be the team that is going to be a betting favorite to win the World Series. They're going to be a team that a lot of baseball pundits pick to win the World Series. They are going to oftentimes be at the top of these lists. That's just reality. And it should fuel, and I believe it will, because the Mets being in the situation they are in right now with Steve Cohen at the helm, this is a good thing, not only for Met fans, but for Yankee fans, because it's only going to motivate the Yankees. And we know that there are some, basically everybody not named Chris McMonagle, that have been upset with the Yankee product. And I understand that, oh, and this is Chris's point always with this stuff as well, they win a lot of games, they're always in the mix. But here's the bottom line. 
it's not good enough for the Yankees to be bridesmaids, and that's what they've been. And fans are sick of it, and they're sick of Cashman and Boone and them running it back and all this stuff. And I really believe in my soul, in my heart, right? In the inner cockles. This is what I believe. That the Mets and Steve Cohen are going to motivate, are going to motivate the Yankees. Because they have sat on the throne forever. And I'm not saying the Mets are ever going to overtake the Yankees. That is a very, very tall task. But what I am saying is they compete for us. They compete for our fandom. They compete for our dollars. That's what they do. So it's going to motivate the Yankees to spend, to be better. It will. It's not going to be overnight. But in time, the Mets being where they are and the Yankees being where they are, they are going to push each other. And that's best for everybody. Because we've all been there. And I've said this forever. You have Yankee fans. You have Mets fans. And there will never be peace. But both teams be really good. Both teams spending money is the best thing for everybody. Not just the fact that there's excitement. Not just the fact that I guess when they play each other, it's awesome. And maybe one day they'll be in the same division, right? But the fact that the ownerships will push each other. They will spend. They will do whatever it takes to keep us as fans. Because we're not in Kansas City. We're, not, we're in a two-team town. There are options. There are choices. And oftentimes, the Yankees have been the Cadillac behind door number one. And the Mets have been the toaster oven behind door number two. And those of us that picked the Mets and we kicked their you know, rocks around basically saying you know, it was a poor life choice, we are now with the big boys. But when you get in that spot, you got to deliver. Cohen, Epler, they can put the team on the field. They can have eight of the top 100 players in baseball. That means squat. All that means is the expectations around baseball, in this town, in the baseball circles, have now gone nuclear because it's all about the Mets winning. They got to deliver now. And that's on Buck Showalter, and that's on those players. And we could pick apart the roster and the pitching staff from now until opening day. But the bottom line is this. The expectations are there. In the Steve Cohen era, they're always going to be through the roof. But they got to deliver. I still believe this is a honeymoon period. As aggravated as I was last year, as aggravated as a lot of Met fans were, especially at the end of the year. Now, I admittedly was complaining all season long, but I, you know, complain is like an art form for me. I was upset at the end of the year. All Met fans were. And yeah, you could look at positives in this and that and the other. Bottom line is, they stunk at the end of the year. The Braves stuck it to him again. They lost to the Padres. Scherzer's got it. Scherzer got his ass booed off the mound. It was embarrassing. There were so many things to pick apart in that Padres series, both on and off the field, that was a joke and made the Mets look bad. But it's a new year, and I fully believe every year, Cohen, Epler, whoever the GM is, whoever the brain trust is, are going to do whatever it takes to put a winning product on the field. But the Mets, the players, have to deliver. And on the other side of the town, the Yankees, where they're not used to this, where the Mets are gaining, uh, grabbing a lot of the attention. They could kind of, you know, they got their own things they got to deal with with figuring out how to hell to beat the Astros, who are not going anywhere, who are young, who are loaded, who are really, really good, and they have your number, and it's not even close. But in the back of your mind, 
If you're a Yankee fan, if you're the Yankees, you see what's going on in Queens, you read this stuff, you listen to the radio, and you go, all right, okay, the Mets, Steve Cohen. Well, not so fast, because we're still the Yankees. We're still the Yankees, and we will always be the Yankees. And I'm telling you right now, this is the best thing for all New York baseball fans. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer. Lugie, here on an extended bridge show. A Lugauer will take a break. We'll go to 750, by the way. The Nets are coming up. They're in Chicago to start the second half of the season. We'll take a quick break. I got some thoughts on the hoops. We'll get into it right after this. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Yeah! 722 here on the fan in New York City. Tommy Lugauer, Lugie, a little greyhound from the Swedish House Mafia brings us back to break. And speaking of break... The All-Star break, thankfully, it felt like it lasted forever, is finally over. And we're back to basketball. The Knicks are in action tonight. The Nets are in action. And as a Knicks fan, I have often, you know, mocked my fellow uh, Knicks fans because I think sometimes we just, we get nuts. We, we we have this bravado and we have, the, you know, the Mecca and it's basketball and Rucker Park and New York and all that. And I get all that. I really do. But the bottom line is, like, we take a little something, a little seed, and we just get nuts where, like, the Knicks are going to win the, a title based on the fact that they started, you know, like 10-5, and five, all right? So it's always like pump the brakes. Now, I've mocked that forever, I must admit. I spent a lot of time over the All-Star break thinking about a lot of stuff, as I often do. And one of those things, and I've convinced myself, is that outside of the Celtics, outside of the Bucks, obviously, if Giannis is hurt bad, that's a different story. But assuming he's healthy, ready to go, I fully believe the Knicks can beat any other team in a playoff series. I'm at that point. That's where I'm at. Not only because I think the Knicks are good, and a lot of that has to do with Jalen Brunson, who has played, I'm not saying he is a massive superstar, but he is getting to that level. Like, he's doing things that a lot of guys haven't done on the Knicks. And we've seen in other places Jalen Brunson ball. I like Josh Hart. He's a dog. Julius Randle, who came in this year, Made an all-star team, came in shape, a year where he could have just basically, you know, everybody thought he was going to be gone after last year. It was a d- disaster, both on the court, off the court. For that guy to get in shape, now he still does stuff at the end of the games that drive you nuts, but that's where Jalen Brunson comes into play. Because Jalen Brunson, at all times, should have the ball in his hands with a couple minutes left if the game is close. Because he's a closer, he's a winner, he's a finisher. I love Julius, but he you know, basically has brain farts at the end of the games. But Randall could do so many different things. I love what they got going on here. So it's not only what the Knicks have cooking. I look at the, all the other teams, and I just don't see how they're that much better than the Knicks. Again, outside the Celtics, outside the Bucks, They're in a different category, no doubt about it. And I'm not saying the Knicks are going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. They're going to win a title. I'm not getting nuts. But if you start looking at these other teams... Besides the Bucs and Celtics, the Knicks can beat those teams in a playoff series. I fully believe that. I have convinced myself of that. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer here on the fan. Let's go to East Meadow. Mike is on the fan. Mike, what's up, man? Yeah, cool. Uh, great show. Thank you. Yeah. Um, a couple of minutes ago, you were riffing on uh, Steve Cohen. I was. And you, you had a mark, mark this date. Get the tape, preserve it. Because you were the first guy I've ever heard use this word in reference to him, and it was ego. Yeah. And 
moving down the road, I mean, if anything is going to be his Achilles heel, it's going to be eventually the revelation of his ego. What? And uh, like I don't I said, know if it's going to be. Well, why do you think it's going to be his Achilles heel? I think if anything, it works to his advantage because that ego. Listen, you don't get to where Steve Cohen is in life unless you have competitive drive and ego. He wants to win. He not only wants to win because he's a Met fan, but he also wants to win because of his ego. Look what I gave to all my Met fans. And by the way, I'm not knocking him. I love that as a Met fan, as all Met fans, we should love that. But this has a lot to do with not only his fandom but his ego. But how is it going to be his? Achilles' heel, Mike. We're, we're, we're right now in the era of good feeling. The first pitch, official pitch, hasn't been thrown, and and everybody's starting out. Yeah, everybody's you know, excited. With, There's hope for every team. Yeah. No, I'm talking about uh, the Mets in particular. Okay. It'll be rocky roads, and eventually, I'm just like you know spitballing here that I think um, his projection of ego might be something that will be concerning in the future. If the Mets really don't hit it out of the park, no, I, 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 I would know, Mike. If anything, I think the ego will drive him more and more. Like Steve Cohen wins; that's what he does. He wants to win. He spends money. He puts money in the product to win. If they don't win, and when I say win, I mean World Series championships. If they don't win, it's only going to drive him more and more and more to spend more money. So I disagree with you there. I don't know if you were insinuating something else, but like the bottom line is if the guy loses and doesn't get it done and the Mets fail, he is going to spend even more money. That's what he's going to do because he's not going to be the owner of the Mets and be a loser. And by loser, like I said, because I think the Mets are going to be good every year. You can't spend all this uh, uh, injuries aside. You can't spend a ton of money, especially now where they let everybody in the playoffs. Basically, everybody gets in. There's a participation trophy. Everybody gets in. And in five, ten years, I'm sure literally every team will get in. The Mets are always going to be in the mix. But the bottom line is they got to win a World Series. And if they don't, Steve Cohen is only going to be driven even more. But this is what you want. You want a guy like that. You want a Steinbrenner. You want a Mark Cuban. You want these guys with a ton of money, big ego, guys that want to win, that are that like to be out there. They like to be seen. They like it. He's active on Twitter. We know that. He does a lot of great things for the Met fans. Old Timers Day. I truly believe he will build up the area around City Field where I could actually get a beer instead of a hubcap. You know, basically all you could do is get your oil changed right now. If you're a young dude, young gal, you want to get in the mix after the game, you know, baseball, hot night in July, I could get, you know, a soft pretzel and a water at this point. You're going to build some bars. You're going to build some restaurants, hotels. City Field will become a destination because the Yankees have us so outclassed in that fact. You go outside of Yankee Stadium and stands in Billy's, you basically think you're in Vegas or down the shore DJs. It's young, it's hip, it's fun. You could sprinkle the Lugauer ashes over there on River Ave. It's that much fun. The Mets need to do that. So I think Steve Cohen will do stuff like that. And he will continue to pump money and pump money and pump money because of that ego. You want him to have as big an ego as humanly possible because losing is unacceptable. That's what you want. And you should be excited. And again, for the Yankee fans out there, the Yankee brass will look at this and go, we don't want Steve Cohen stealing the back pages. We don't want the Mets getting more of the attention. We want that. We're used to that. And they got their own things they got to figure out. But it's only going to drive them. It's only going to drive the Yankees. And I understand there's Yankee fans that are like, oh, we don't, we don't care about the Mets. Oh, really? When the Carlos Correa thing went to hell in a handbasket, just check Twitter. If you were on Twitter that day, you would have thought the Mets were moving to basically Louisiana the way the Yankee fans were acting. Don't worry. They'll dance on the grave. As much as they want to act like they don't care, they do. 
We care about you. You care about us. That's the reality of it. And in a lot of ways, you could say, well, we haven't been on your level. Well, guess what? Now we are. We are. And if you're going to sit here and try to deny that, you're in denial. The Mets are on the Yankees level right now in terms of spending money. They are. There's no, you cannot deny that. If anything, they're spending more. So the Mets have completely gotten on that level yet. And you got to win. Well, guess what? You haven't won in a while either. So we could play that game. But that's where we're at. It's going to push the fans. It's going to push both franchises. It's exciting. It's the best thing for this town is the Yankees and Mets both to be cooking. 877-337-6666. Tommy, which is a really great name, is out in New Hyde Park. What's up, bro? Yeah, how you doing, Logie? Good, man. How you doing? I'm all right. Um, took a while to talk to you. I'm sorry. Oh, Tommy, you wait all that long. Get Tommy back up. Tommy, you just said, and I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the caller. Tommy waited, uh, whatever, 40 minutes to get on the air with me, and a dude drops an F-bomb within 30 seconds. And again, I feel like I get, I bring this out of callers where they curse a lot, and let me tell you something. When you hear me like kind of like, search for a word it's because i do want to curse because i do curse a lot off off the air so it's tough for me to find other words uh unfortunately we still have to uh, abide by fcc guidelines here but tommy you waited forever and ever and ever to get on to talk to me and then you drop a word where i gotta dump you bro now paulie will get you back up if you're listening call back but my dude like you basically you know you couldn't even get out of the gates there and can i just say that yeah tommy is a veteran caller veteran so he should know what to say what not now yeah there are some words that can slide by, and it's okay. Oh, I would agree with that. No, that one, those one uses them. No, that one. The, the, that, that's the four-letter goal. Yeah, that's one of the big ones. That's, that's actually on the Mount Rushmore. And I listen, sports talk already, we're chopping it up. We're dudes, gals at a bar. We're hanging out. But there's still certain words you can't say on the radio. So, Tommy, you waited all that long, and then you cursed. Let's go out to North Babylon and Johnny. Johnny's on the fan. John, what's up? Hey, Lugie, what's happening, bro? Yo. So... I, I, I kind of listened to you on my way home from work, and I agree with you that this is actually a great thing that both teams are going to be good and they're going to go at each other. Yep. And it just makes it, you know, you know, a better competition for everybody. But one thing I don't think a, pe- a lot of people talk about when it comes to Cohen, yeah, he's got a, a huge ego. Mm-hmm. He sure has a nice, you know, bank account. Sure does. But he's also a long-suffering Met fan. That's it. Yep. John, it's like it's like if one of us won the lottery and we bought the Mets. And I'm not saying like Steve Cohen won the lottery, he earned his money, but like that's what this is like. It's like one of us, long suffering fans, we won the lottery and instead of moving to like Cabo or wherever the hell we moved to, Brazil or something, we was like, Ah, I think we'll buy the Mets. That's what this is. It's like the dream, but they gotta win. We know that. Yeah, you gotta win it at some point. And and listen, money doesn't always win a championship, but it's gonna put them in the mix. No Every doubt. Hundred percent. At some point, you're going to win a championship. You'd like to think, and, you know, John, that they would break through at some point in the Steve Cohen era. I, I think they will. I do. And and Lord knows I'm as negative as it gets. But I fully believe that as long as Steve Cohen owns the Mets, they are going to win a World Series, whether it be a year, two years, five years. I don't know. It's it just. It, and I think that there is a honeymoon period here. And I do think some Mets fans will turn because we're New Yorkers. That's just how we are. We're never happy. We're never satisfied. And the expectations are through the roof. But I fully believe, John, that it's going to get happen at some point. Yeah, listen, I think it's going to happen as well. And, you know, I go back, I'm going to be 60 years old this summer. I go back nice. to the day in 78, 77, you went to Shea Stadium, and there were 5,000 people in the stands. Yeah, no, it's, I know. This is a whole Friends and family of the players. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a tough draw there, John. Thanks for the call, bro. Thanks for listening. Yeah, look, it, it's, it's a new day. It's a new era of Met Baseball. 
They are in the deep waters. They are amongst, I, I brought up the uh, the MLB Network Top 100. If you look at most like uh, betting apps, they're one of the top favorites to win the World Series. We know they're spending money. We know where they are right now. And that's because the owner has a massive ego and an even bigger bank account. And they're going to spend. But with that spending, you need winning. And I think they will win at some point. Whether this year or not, I do think they get it done. But it's the best for the Mets. It is the best for the Yankees. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer, Lugie, here in an extended bridge show. A Lugauer, I got you to 750. We head out to Chicago. Chris and Tim on the call there. Nets, Bulls. We'll get into a little bit more right after this. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets, for the first time in 15 years, are champions of the National League. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. City, Tommy Lugauer, Lugie. Got a couple more minutes, and I'm going to hand it off to Chris and Tim out in Chi-Town Nets, Bulls. And speaking of the Nets, I got I got to give my shout-out here to Jacques Vaughn. Talk about a guy that's seen a lot over the last couple years with the Nets, the bubble, all the stuff with Kyrie, KD, all this stuff. Gets an extension. Good for him. Good coach. Good defensive coach. That's great news. And I think about where the Nets were, like, early in the year, dealing with all the Kyrie stuff, the Kevin Durant stuff the reports that they were going to bring in Udoka. And there you have Jacques Vaughn sitting there, who has been the rock, basically, of the organization over the last couple of years when there's been so much nonsense and so much drama and all this stuff off the field. And you had your guy there all along. Took a little while to figure it out, but they have figured it out. So congrats to Coach Vaughn for getting that contract extension. And then when you look at the Nets, here's the thing. I think there are some people who, you know, hate the Nets. And as a Knicks fan, I'm not one of them. I don't, like, want to, you know, poke fun at the Nets. Yeah, they tried. Yeah, it didn't work. But this is not going to stop them from getting another superstar player. And maybe they have a superstar player already. Bridges, Johnson, right? Claxton. They may already have that superstar. But they have assets. Like, why can't they go get Trey Young? They could do stuff like that. And I don't think a star player is going to look at the situation with Katie and Kyrie and go, yeah, I'm not going to Brooklyn because look what happened to them. It has nothing to do with anything, right? That is its own separate situation. KD, Kyrie, Harden, Ben Simmons, who's not playing tonight because he stinks, basically. I know he's got a sore eyebrow, whatever the hell's going on. He can't play anymore. I saw a highlight package of Ben Simmons the other day that was mind-blowing. Like, if you spent the last, like, 10 years on Mars, and I were to show you a video of the current Ben Simmons, and then I were to show you Ben Simmons from the last couple years, the guy doesn't even want to look at the basket. He's that spooked. So it's unbelievable. I don't know if it's his back, mental, whatever the hell it is. He doesn't want to play basketball. He's not part of the future. I know there are some diehard Net fans that think they, they're just like delusional and think this guy's going to figure it out, turn it around, and become the old Ben Simmons. He's not. But this is the new era of the Nets. If you are a Net fan, you should be excited because you have young players. You have talent. You have a good coach. And you have assets where you could still get a superstar player. It didn't work out. It was a disaster. It was a nightmare. You're going to go down as the biggest failure as far as the amount of talent they had not to win a championship. That's not going to go anywhere. But this is what you can change. The fact that those superstars picked Brooklyn. They did. Nothing will take that away. And nothing will take away the fact that you tried. You tried. In a league with superstars, 
in a league where you need superstars to win, the Nets had him, and it didn't work out. But they have young talent. They have assets. They have the ability to get a Trey Young. They have the ability to go get superstar players in the offseason. They have young players that can blossom in the superstars. Coxon's already one of the best defensive players in the league. And he can only get better from here. There are people that love Bridges. Johnson, like, they have guys. They have talent. They really do. And I know we like to mock, but the reality is, is the Nets are in a very good position. And it's not just, well, they'll be a good, solid team. No, no, no. The Nets can get back to the expectations that were there with KD and Kyrie because they have young players, they have assets, they have picks, they have that ability. They really do. And they're still New York. So they still have the draw of playing in New York. So the Nets, I think, are still in good hands, and I think Net fans and Nick fans have a lot to be optimistic about here as we kick off the second half, and I would love to see them play in the play-in tournament. I'll just throw that out there because I think it would be so much fun for New York and for New York basketball because, yeah, I think they're at the same level right now. It would be a toss-up game, and it would be so much fun, and it would be great to see basketball as the center of the universe here in New York because it is such a great basketball state. It's such a great basketball town, and it would be so much fun. Can you imagine Evan on the bridge there, you know, Knicks-Nets playing tournament game, and, you know, six of us are sitting next to him, you know, filming his every move? It would be great for content. It would be great for New York, the streets outside Madison Square Garden, or if they're in Brooklyn or Barclays, whatever. It would be awesome. I'm rooting for that. I would love to see that. We'll see. But, yes, both basketball teams, Knicks-Nets, are in great hands, and we kick off the second half Tonight, let's go out to my old stomping grounds, Long Island, and John. Johnny's on the fan. What's up, man? Oh, Logie, you're like our little annoying brother to the Yankees. Win another oh. 25 championships. Who's who? Me? Well, hold, 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 on. hold on, John. Hold, 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 hold. Forget about it. Who, me, me, I'm annoying, or Met fans are annoying? Or both? Met fans. Why You that? and the Met fans. Why? Slow down already. You guys didn't do anything yet. You got to. They got the highest payroll in baseball. What? Yeah, okay. That's not something? And you're not that good. You didn't win anything yet. Slow it down, man. Yeah, yeah. But are they not in position? Hold on, John. Are they not in position to win a World Series where they weren't in that position often under the Wilpons? The Wilpons were brutal. You're right. Of now course. In good shape. Yes. But slow it down, man. Win something and then. Try- I understand. Hey, John. By the way, I get that. The Yankees are king. I'm not saying the Mets are going to dethrone the Yankees ever. They got a long way to go to ever do that. But they are on par All now right. with them. Is that not fair? With the way they could spend yeah. money. The Wilpons, it was brutal. And of course. They could have won They could have won more championships if they weren't so cheap. They got rid of their best guys. No, I understand that. Be- I, I get that. I'm talking about the here and now, though, no, uh, John. And that's the bottom line is this. The Mets are on par with the Yankees. They are. I know they have to win. And guess what? The Yankees have to win. The Yankees need to get back to being the Yankees because they sure as hell haven't looked like it over the last couple of years. And I understand the Astros are just better and they outclassed them and all that stuff and they have more talent. But the bottom line is the Yankees have to get back to being the Yankees. And, yeah, the Mets have been the little brother, and they will probably always be the little brother, quote-unquote, but they have an owner now that's going to spend. It's going to put them on par with the payroll, which is, by the way, all we as Mets fans wanted. That's all we screamed about and wanted for years. We understand we're not the Yankees. We understand they have more fans. We understand they have more championships. We understand all of the pomp and circumstances and all the hoopla with the Yankees. And we understand we're the Mets. But all we ask for is for our team, for our owners, for our organization to act like a big market team. Stop shopping on the clearance rack. We're the Mets. We're New York. Can we act like it? And now they're acting like it. So they are now... On par with the Yankees. They are. And the Mets got to win. I know that. I, I understand that. 
We're in something. I get that. We all get that. The expectations are through the roof. If they don't win, we're going to be mocked. And we can't really talk too much until we win. Believe me when I tell you that. You can find the cockiest of Met fans, the biggest pom-pom-waving Met fan there is, and we know deep down in our soul that we got to get it done. But the excitement is there because we know we have the owner with the deep pocketbook. We know we have an owner with a massive ego. And we know we have an owner that's going to spend and do whatever it takes to win. And if they keep racking up seasons like they did last year, it's only going to motivate him even more. I really believe that. And I know and I get it sucks to hear if you're a Yankee fan because we've grown up forever in this town. There'll never be peace. And the Mets are on one side here and the Yankees are on another. I promise you, as a Yankee fan, especially Yankee fans that have been frustrated with the team, and there's a lot of you, the Mets and Steve Cohen are going to push They're going to push the Yankees to do more because I get it. American League, National League, you know, they compete for some free agents, but they compete for us. They compete for the fans. They compete for fannies and seats. They compete for people like Craig who does a fandom reveal. That's what they're competing for, dollars. And if the Mets are spending and they're making new fans and they're sort of turning the tide, that's only going to push the Yankees. So both teams being really, really good and spending money is the best thing for everybody in New York City. That'll do it for me. My thanks to Triple V, Vincent Von Vincenta. I hand you off now to Tim and Chris. They're out in Chi-Town, Chicago. Nets, Bulls, Carton and Roberts. We're back on Monday, 2 o'clock. Craig is out. We got a whole list of co-hosts. I am one of them. I will be on with Evan on Wednesday. Looking really forward to that. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the sports. Have fun. And we will talk to you Monday at 2 o'clock. Sports Radio 1019 FM We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.